0: Mary Holmer's here. She was enjoying it. I was, Jessie. Beatles yeah. fan, fan from way back.
1: Uh, yeah, but I didn't ever know it was James Paul. Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Despite, yeah. he was your one of the four, hey? That's
1: right, he was. Because he was the cutest looking. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and when I was that
0: age, yeah. that was what mattered. My him. mum was a Ringo fan. Was she? But I, knowing oh. my, my mum, I think she was probably just gravitating towards the one who was a little bit different.
1: Amongst the girls, sometimes you chose the one that no one else wanted because then you got all the pictures and all the... All the stuff for, I remember. And less
0: competition should the opportunity ever arrive. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. if
0: she was at um, Palmerston North Town Square and the four Beatles rolled up, and yeah, everyone would be swamping George and John and Paul and Mum would focus on Ringo.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, Well, welcome, (laughs) Mary, our personal (laughs) finance expert. Great topic this week how to read your KiwiSaver annual statement. And I joke that a lot of people might just kind of give it one glance and sort of chuck it in the bin. (laughs) bin.
1: Given the the questions people sometimes ask me, I think you're quite right. You know, I think people are totally unaware of, of what's going on in their KiwiSaver account. Um, and I'm just going to suggest people have a little bit of a closer look mm-hmm. before they because people should have been receiving them in the last... Um, during June, usually, they come into to people. Um, if you haven't got one... I think I'm right in saying this: if you haven't been with your current provider for a year, mm-hmm. you don't get one. You don't get one until you've been there for your full July to June year. I think that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, but um, there was a the, there's one corner of that of that statement that I think is particularly interesting for people. I mean, probably most people look at the basic stuff like how much your account has growing over yeah, the year, yeah. beginning and end balances. Or in some cases how much it's gone down. And in, in the last year there might have been some people whose balance has gone down I mm. think. Um, <clears throat> although the
0: last few since, months have been okay, but the, they? they have. Yeah. This
1: year's been a lot better, yeah. but you know, possibly there was enough of a downturn in the in, from July to December last year. Mm. But um and then you get you get the what return you've made, what fees you've paid and all of that. But if you're between 18 and 65, there's, I think, a more interesting part of the statement. And that is that you're told how much money you, you're you on track to have at 65. And what that translates into, into how much you can spend per week through your retirement from mm. 65 to 90. Um,
0: well, that's a good and, innovation, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's been... Around for a little while, but the, the, this is all sort of standard stuff that every Kiwisa provided now by law has to mm-hmm. give you, whereas in the past they tended to give you what they felt like giving you. Mm. But um, so that so this that's what I want to concentrate on this business of getting information and what what it means when it says at sixty five we're projecting that you'll have one hundred thousand mm-hmm. or, or whatever. and that'll translate into so many dollars per week that that you can spend um, from 65 to 90, as I say. If you're listening to that or or looking at that and thinking, oh, okay, what happens when I'm 90? I reckon it's fine to plan to spend your retirement savings to 90 because at 90, well, for one thing, unfortunately not everyone will still be around, but those Mm. who are... A lot of them say at that age they own, that New Zealand soup is enough. Mm. But people just don't go out so much. And, and this is assuming you've got your own home, yeah. mortgage-free. That don't Zealand eat as much. Yeah, you don't. And if, if you do want some more at that point, you can get a reverse mortgage. Mm. I think at that point, if you've got your own home, that's quite a good idea mm. because it's not going to grow terribly much, yeah. that, that reverse mortgage loan, because you're probably not going to be around for... Yeah. More than 10 years, say, mm-hmm. after that. So, um, but it's interesting, the government has laid down rules on how these numbers are calculated for people so that you can't have one provider. It used to be providers could make their own calculations and different ones would um, choose, make different assumptions, which, which of course, varied the results a whole lot. So the assumptions that every provider now has to make are <coughs> will include... First of all, that your pay is going to increase by 3.5% a year. And so we're talking employees here, really, Mm. basically. Uh, And people might look at that and say, oh, help, my pay doesn't grow by that much usually. It might have lately because inflation's been higher and Mm. so people's pays have been going up more. But generally speaking, a lot of people wouldn't be getting 3.5% extra every year. But... You've got to remember that every now and then, in, in most people's careers, they change jobs, and often they get quite a big pay rise when they change mm-hmm. jobs. And so that's sort of allowing for that. You know, yeah, ten
0: percent might... every three years might be
1: yes a little
0: bit more easy easy to imagine. Easy,
1: yes, and and you know, and even if you're only getting five percent over three years, then you go and get a new job that pays ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars more every now and then, okay. or or whatever. Yeah. Um, it also assumes that you're not going to take any savings suspensions. Um, i.e. stop putting money into KiwiSaver for a certain period. It assumes you're going to continue your current contributions right through to 65, and you're not going to make any withdrawals for first home or for any other reason. If, if you um, are in bad financial situation, you might make withdrawals, but it assumes none of that's going to happen and that you stay in the same fund. So it's kind of saying, assuming things continue on, at the pace they're cu- currently going. And then user, everyone, every provider's got to assume a sort of rate of return that you're going to get on your KiwiSaver f- f- um, fund. And that varies from 1.5% a year, if you're in the very lowest risk defensive funds, up to 5.5% for the aggressive funds. That The growth funds are 45 A lot of people think growth is the top... Risk level, but defensive is where you're in a fund that's fully invested in shares, not just mostly. Sorry, aggressive is. No, uh, sorry, yes, aggressive is the riskiest one, and that's the one that's fully in shares, or sometimes property, or Mm -hmm. in one case cryptocurrency, etc. So, and then so then they're also assuming that at sixty five. Um, you don't make any withdrawals at that stage. And, of course, a lot of people do. They they use it to perhaps get a new car or go on a world trip or something like that. So when you, when you look at your statement and it says that means you will have $200 a week to spend, um, that's assuming you haven't made any withdrawals at 65. So another assumption they make is that from sixty-five onward, you're going to earn two point five percent a year. So you're going to leave your money in KiwiSaver, oh, yeah. in a lower risk fund, probably a um, uh, what do they call it? Conservative sort of second risk level yeah. up fund over the years, and um, so that's that would make quite a
0: difference, wouldn't it? It's not like you cash uh, out at sixty-five. Yes, that's exactly. And right it makes, have it under yes, your mattress
1: makes a big difference. Mm. Big, big difference to how much um, money you've got to spend through your retirement. So those are the assumptions, that or the, or the main assumptions, the ones that are more interesting, that, that are made to come to these, these amounts. Oh, and by the way, the, the spending money excludes New Zealand super or, of course, any other savings, mm. any other investments you've got. So you've got super coming in. On top of that, and remembering that quite a lot of people in New Zealand currently have only New Zealand Super as their mm-hmm. retirement income, so if you've got you know a few hundred dollars a week more than than Super, then you know you're certainly not going to be starving in retirement. Should we, should we put it that way? Um, now, if you look at Look at the balance at 65 and look at the amount of spending you're going to have through retirement. And you think, I quite like it to be more than that. There are several different ways you can do that. One is to increase your contributions, um, (coughs) obviously, really. And you can either, if you're an employee, you can go to your employer and, and increase your contribution from, say, 3% of your pay to 4 or 6% or whatever, or you can just directly send the money straight to your provider, having nothing to do with work, just set up an automatic transfer from your bank account into KiwiSaver, and that should be easy for you to set up via the provider. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see how much difference that would make, if you say okay, if I'm going to put a hundred more dollars a month in, there's on the the Sorted KiwiSaver calculator um, is a pretty neat tool, and it just starts on the Sorted.org.nz website. If you look at the KiwiSaver calculator, then you can put in your current position, and then you can say okay, if I put in a hundred more a month, how is that going to affect my balance at retirement? <coughs> Excuse me. Um... And so that's a kind of neat thing to be playing around with, see how much difference it will make. Yeah. Um, another thing, of course, is to switch to a more growth-oriented fund, so one that um, it takes more risk. And so w- when we say it takes more risk, it's not a risk of losing your money, it's a risk of of your balance going up and down more. So if you're in a you know moderate, middle-level sort of a fund or a lower-risk fund, if you move to a higher-risk fund, you're almost certainly going to end up with more money. More ups and downs on the way, but more money. And once again, the the KiwiSaver calculator on Sorted um, will tell you how much more you're likely to have. So you can play around with that. I I really recommend playing around with that tool and having a look. Okay, if I move to um, a a growth fund from a balanced fund, how much difference is that going to make? Um, another way, and these are all the ways that the FMA recommends, you so you increase your contributions, you switch to a, a higher risk fund or a higher volatility fund, and another one is to switch to lower fees. So you go with a fund that's at the same risk level to yours, but switch to one that, that charges lower fees. Yeah. And so, you've
0: made this point before, although the fees look very small. 0.5% or 0.65%. Yes. It makes a big difference if you if you're sure only earning 2% on yeah. your on your money, then 0.65% is a third of the money that you would have made. Exactly. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, It makes it makes a big difference. Um, and it's, the Smart Investor tool is the one to look at if you want to look look into that. That's on sorted.org.nz as well. All of these are retirement commission runs them, so they're all unbiased calculators. Um that one on, on the smart investor tool, if you look at Kiwi Saver there, you can have a look at all the different fees that the different funds at your risk level what what they're charging and find you can sort them on that on that tool by lowest fees first. And so you can have a look at your one. Your one might charge one percent and you can see some that are only charging half a percent. Mm. And um, unlike most things in life where, where generally speaking, the more you pay, the better you get, mm-hmm. you know, on a pair of shoes or, 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 yeah. or whatever. Um, that's not true with, with these funds, and, and a lot of people still can't accept that, but it really is true that the lower-fee ones don't necessarily give you poorer performance. It's
0: possible um, that the higher-fee ones, there is more work being done on your funds, yep. There's, More warm yes. bodies making decisions and research yes. and buying and selling on your behalf.
1: Not only possible but probable. Yeah. Yeah. The However,
0: you, yes. there is no sign in all the research that Mary has done yeah. that somebody spending extra time on your fund will actually result in higher returns. Yeah. Do I have you right there?
1: yes you do, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean it's not just it's not really the research I've done, it's the research really people that really know what they're doing. Mm have done on that, and, and and that brings me to my point that um, FMA, Financial Markets Authority, says here's the ways to get you a higher balance at retirement, increase your contributions, move to a more volatile, higher-risk fund, switch to lower fees, but it doesn't say move to a fund with higher returns, and that's what a lot of people would think it should say, but the trouble is the research keeps on saying... The funds that performed well in one period don't necessarily perform well in the next period. And, in fact, I was just looking at some new numbers that have come out from S&P Global, which is an American base, but mm. they're looking at it returns all around the world. And they're top authority on this sort of thing. And, once again, their data suggests that the ones that have performed well in the last period – are less likely than average to perform well in the next period. It's not just random. It's mm. not just that they as likely as anyone else to perform well or badly. Yeah. They actually tend to perform worse than average. So actually time. the worst um,
0: thing you can do is to pick a fund that has done well lately.
1: Yeah, it's not a good idea. It, That does not mean, okay, I'll go for one that's performed badly because it's likely to do well in the next period because that kind of seems like logic would suggest that. But it it doesn't – it's just – it's random. It's just random. And that's why I say go for the low fees because low fees, high fees – We we don't don't know we don't know yeah Um, who's going to do well. And one quick
0: extra way to get your balance at um, retirement higher. Yes,
1: there's a couple of other things. Retire later than sixty five, and that's a basic assumption of these numbers is that um, this is how much money you're going to have at at Mm. retirement at sixty five. If you in fact don't don't retire till sixty seven or seventy, makes a huge difference. And you can put that into the reti- into the sorted KiwiSaver calculator tool too and see the difference that can make. And the other thing is to invest more aggressively in retirement. And we've talked about that before, and we will again note up. Uh, they're assuming you only make 2.5% in retirement. I'm saying for your longer-term retirement money, money you're not going to spend for 10 years in retirement, put that in something that's going to bring you in the a- Higher return.
0: Mary Holm, great session. Thank you. It's
1: a pleasure, Jesse. Uh,
0: if you came in late, um, we're talking about how to read your KiwiSaver balance, in particular, how to work out how much money you'll have at 65 and what you can do to make that number higher. You can find this conversation on our podcasts page, uh, or you will be able to when we put it up.